welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Barnard. And on today's episode, we have a little bit of a longer episode. So I want to make sure that this episode is for you. So this is for you if you feel like you're feeling unfulfilled in your career in any way. You're feeling in your heart that you are meant for more than what it is that you're currently doing. Maybe you feel like you need more clarity. And sometimes you wonder if you're being too unrealistic. Like if you desire, whatever it is you desire, is it even really out there? Are you going to be able to find it? Are you going to get the clarity that you want? Any of that stuff happening in your mind, this episode is for you. Because in this episode, we're going to dive into the fears that people have when it comes to making a career switch to doing something that is really meaningful to them. We're also going to talk about ways to keep your energy up as you're making these transitions in your life, because it can be really easy to start to get attached to what it is that you want and start to be like kind of controlly around it and really thirsty for it, wanting it to happen so badly. But as you start to feel that way, you notice almost like what it is you desire starts to repel from you. You know, so we know we know those feelings. So how do you keep your energy up throughout the process? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the strategies that actually help you find the work that you're looking for, the opportunities that you're looking for. And we're going to talk about it with strategy queen, Laura Hilty. Laura is one of my past clients and dear friends. She's an ambitious, faith-filled mama and leader who made a dream career switch that led to working less while making more and doing work she really loves aligned with her greatest strengths and values. And I know this for sure. The old Laura didn't think that what is in her life now was possible for her that fast. Like maybe way down the road, maybe when she got way more experience, but it happened so much quicker and in a really awesome way because that's how God works, as I would say it. Laura lives in Wisconsin with her husband and her four and a half year old daughter. She's an Enneagram three with a wing four, if you're familiar with the Enneagram. And she also has the deep desire to make a positive difference in the world in her own unique way, which I know all of us can relate to having that desire. And she's all about strategy. There's a reason I call her the strategy queen. She is the best person to help you define the gray areas of something, whether that's in like a business endeavor or you'll hear her tips around what how she thought through this process around making this career switch and the different strategies that she used to get the results that she created. All right. Uh, what else do you need to know about her? She's been in the healthcare technology space for 17 years now. The last 14 of those years she spent in the clinical research space. All right, y'all. Let's get right to it. So without further ado, let's welcome Laura to the show. Thank you, Angie. It's so great to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. When it comes to Laura, like she has been such a joy to work with, and she literally is probably one of my favorite people on this planet. So she is someone I'm just so grateful was able to come on the show and share her story. And I love her story because there's so much in it of how God moved and like what happened after she was courageous to take the step to make the the significant switch in her career. So we're going to get right into it. 
Laura, what was it that made you actually want to invest in coaching and make the switch? Yeah, good, good question. So I started kind of contemplating what I want to do when I grow up um, in basically the fall of last year. And I had been doing some deep thinking and, and searching about it. And I felt like I come to this place where I knew I had more to give, but uh, I was, you know, running into some walls and resistance in the setting that I was in. I, you know, recognized that I was questioning myself internally so much, but at the same time, I kind of had an inkling that I could do more. I had more potential um, and that there might be other options. So I just, I guess, started to think about lifting my head up to see what those, see what those options are. Um, and one day I was talking with a, a good friend of mine kind of about, you know, my, my early thoughts. And she basically, um, had pulled me aside one day and said, Laura, I really feel like God is telling you to design your life. Um, and he wants you to ask him for what you really want. And that's something that, um, kind of got me going in thinking in a different direction rather than like, you know, viewing all the different directions as being walls that, you know, were stopping me from something. I think that was kind of an encouragement to me to start, you know, basically figuring out what it is that I really want. I've always kind of struggled to feel free and declare what, what I want. And um, so just, you know, on that note, feeling like God himself actually wanted me to lean into that. And, you know, almost like he trusted me to, um, to explore what I actually wanted and that that was okay. And that he actually wanted to kind of support me in that. I feel like not only, you know, says a lot about the God of the universe actually wanting to support you in that. Um, but it also, you know, allowed me to, to be able to dream a little bit. So, you know, as I started to dream, realized that there was so many, you know, so many different options and kind of was easy to turn myself around in, in that whole process. Um, Around the same time or shortly after that, I found um, Angie's podcast. And as you know, she talks about intentionally designing your life over and over again. And so I just basically binge listened to your podcast and then <laughs> reached out shortly after um, to, to basically help me kind of process through all of that. Oh, I love that, Laura, because I didn't know that story around how you had that tug on your heart and then specifically those words around God wanting you to intentionally design your life. And then you find this podcast, like it's like a little God wink. It's like, Oh, this is an alignment. And then you reached out. So what was it though? Cause I mean, I obviously you had the courage to reach out and I say courage because there's also fear involved with courage. So there were some fears showing up though during this time as you thought about making possibly making a switch or pursuing other dreams on your heart. So what were some of those fears that were showing up for you? Yeah, there's definitely um definitely a lot of fears involved in courage, I think is a good word for that. I think the biggest thing was that I didn't know if I was gonna be able to find clarity. And there's also fear in in stepping out and dreaming about something because you know you uh especially if you start naming things that you would like if you don't get those then there's a fear of you know rejection or not yeah. you know measuring up and um and not you know getting what you then all of a sudden have your heart set on um but i think it, 
part of the process was in just kind of being as, as you often say, unattached and just letting yourself kind of um, go there and start to dream. And I think that's where um, coaching was a useful place for that because it's like, basically, you know, if I told you and, and nobody else, then it didn't matter. (laughs) You know, it was kind of a safe space to be able to, um, to dream out loud without kind of risking a reputation of, of not actually getting that. So, um, and then the other side of it is just, you know, I had, I had already spent so many months of basically, you know, circling in my mind what I really want to do. And I hadn't really gone very far. So I think, I think the, the bigger one was, you know, is this even going to give me anything, you know, is it, is it going to work? Because I know that I'm the one who has to choose that, you know, Ange or anybody isn't going to tell me what the path should be. It's going to have to be my own clarity. And so, um, was a bit nervous about potentially never finding that clarity. Oh, I'm so happy that you shared that, Laura, because I was analyzing some data yesterday obsessively because I was looking at my past clients' pre-coaching questionnaires. And if you before you become a, a client of mine or before you start your coaching package, I send you a questionnaire and it's about it's it's helpful for me to know more about you. And I also want to know what are those fears? Because I see it as like what where's the catabolic energy showing up? And I was looking at some commonalities and just because I wanted to think of, to think about what can I create that can help target those fears for people that tend to be attracted to my work and my methodology of how I do things. Because there's a consistency there. I tend to attract people like you that are purpose-driven, um, that really want to make a difference in the world um, in a way that feels good to them. They usually want more freedom. They usually care about their health. Like there's all these commonalities. You- Usually, usually like to learn, like there's like, you can tell, like there's a commonality there. Well, there's a commonality amongst the fears that they have. And like you said, the one around not having, like, you feel like you have some, you come in and you might have a lot of ideas, but you still feel like you're not clear. And like, you have this like underlying fear of like, I don't know if I'll ever get clear. So there's that fear. And I think also, I love that you brought up the fact that this like uh, being a little bit of afraid to speak those dreams that you might have like pulling on your heart because you're like, I don't know how that can be. And is that just like silly? Is that even realistic? So there's like this underlying chatter that's popping up too. So that's a commonality. And then the other things um, around not being able to find what you're looking for. Um, so being worried about that. And then also taking a pay cut. That is something that a lot of people worry about. So I just want, before we get into your story, Laura, those three fears, not getting clear, taking a pay cut, not finding your opportunity that you would love, that dream opportunity, all those fears, did any of those become reality in your journey? Yeah. First of all, it's great to know that I wasn't alone in that and that other people are, uh, had felt the same way. And yeah, all three of those are, um, I don't know how to say that they are not, they did not come true. Those fears did not come true. So yes, none of those came true. So I just, so anyone that's listening, if you also have that fear, like, let's say you, you feel that tug, like Laura did that she was meant for more. 
And it doesn't even have to be like you're in a really bad situation. It could just be like, you know, whatever situation you're in is no longer serving you, that God is calling you for something different, but you're not really clear about exactly what that is. Laura is saying here right now, she had those fears, but that did not become reality for her. She actually, wait till you hear what happened in her life um, because of, and I'm going to say, give glory to, to who it's due to. Not us, but God that opened all these really cool doors for her. With that said, Laura, tell us a little bit about like what happened. So you went through this journey and then what happened as a result of it? Yeah, I I think started with figuring out um, the, the values, like what I really care about, which I feel like is a really critical piece to the whole puzzle. I think I had a general feeling of myth Um, and you know, I think it's reality that no job is going to be 100% perfect. So I think part of that equation was figuring out like what, what is, you know, what is possible in terms of, you know, liking what you're doing and, you know, enjoying that piece. And I feel like the values was a really important part of that because basically, you know, one of the first steps, um, I think on the first call, actually, we were defining values and I feel like even just that, gave me so much clarity of, you know, the, you know, the five things that were most important to me in kind of weighing that out. I actually had zero of them at my job. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Even if I can get three out of five or, you know, four out of five, then that obviously would make a big difference. So, you know, even though I may not be shooting for, you know, 100% perfect, absolutely ecstatic about every moment (laughs) of a job, at least knowing you know, more than zero of my, of my values could be fulfilled, I think was a good um, piece of clarity, even from, from that first meeting. And um, I've heard, I've heard of values, but this is really about like, kind of what motivates you, what drives you, what lights you up. And I think, um, yeah, that was, that was the first piece. I think that was um, really enlightening. And from there, basically kind of in that safe space started to to be able to dream about what could it look like for, I think we even, I went through like each value of saying like, okay, if I'm going to be in dreamland, like what could this look like? And, you know, basically brainstorming all of the ways that like, I think time freedom, like how could that actually look while also, you know, not losing a salary or, you know, different, different um, things there. And I think as I started to do that, there were themes that started to pop up across those different values that, and also kind of that process, just even um, hearing examples from you as well of places where there's something really specific that actually came to be, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it's a lofty, you know, idea or goal and, you know, a very specific thing. But um, I know was really encouraged from some of the stories you told of people actually getting those things. And so, you know, just, just being able to, again, in that safe space, not like declare that I'm, I will get this thing, but just even open up to the possibility that it might, you know, it might be possible. So let's keep it on, you know, on the list. If that, if that fills a lot of the values. And then the other piece was, I think in that process is just kind of leaning in and showing up and like, you know, the little things of, of, taking, like taking a random call that I think I'm totally not qualified for, or, you know, talking with people about what I'm, what I'm interested in and, you know, reaching out to people that I wouldn't normally just, you know, I feel like for me, it was, it was, um, more of, 
a kind of curiosity, but reaching out to people more to connect and like, you know, be transparent about like, I'm, I'm thinking that this is, this is the shift I'm going to make. Like, tell me what you see and just, you know, getting a little bit more uh, information from other people. And I feel like then, you know, they're like on your side and want to help however they can as well. Um, So I feel like that kind of created some, some more just like bubble of opportunities. Um, And when people offered to help, I said, yes, even if I didn't know an exact, you know, an exact path of what that would lead to, um, you know, at least having a conversation around that. And then of course I would, I would be trying to help other people um, in the process as well. So I think through that, it was a lot of, you know, just kind of some openness about um, what I was considering, getting their thoughts on, you know, different paths. I had considered a different path that I didn't take and just had a few phone calls with, um, with women who had been in that, in, in those positions. So just kind of getting some, um, some interesting viewpoints from that. So I love, I love Laura that you said the whole part about not feeling qualified. And I love that for the fact that that's a, a fear that I forgot to mention, but one of the most common things I saw amongst the data analyzing past clients, and I probably analyzed at least 50 pre-coaching questionnaires yesterday. And what I found was the number one fear was that they wouldn't be good enough or they were not qualified for whatever opportunity they wanted to go for. So I'm, I'm so happy that you brought that up because if anyone is feeling that, you know that you're not alone in feeling that way. And I think what was really helpful through this process is like when you are clear around your values, um, and that's a big part of you getting clear around what your vision is, you're deciding what is important to you, and you're really like laying that out and describing it in detail. It helps validate why you might be feeling frustrated because you're like, oh, duh, no wonder why I feel stressed or frustrated. Mm -hmm. My major values are not being honored in this in this position no hate on anyone else. It's just a matter of like, this is not, this isn't in alignment with how I want to live my life. So then you start taking intentional action. And it's from this place of curiosity. It's from this higher energy place that you started doing it. So when you were reaching out, it was like this openness. It was like, oh, I'm going to reach out. And I'm curious to see what their insights are about this. Like, cause this is kind of the, this is in alignment with my values. I believe this field. So it's not like you're crystal clear. And I want people to know that because you really don't start gaining more of that clarity until you start stepping out and exploring some different things. But it's about getting clear on the direction that you want to go. So you did that and you follow and you really have started approaching things from this high energy place. And I think what was really helpful is that we knew we had each other. So even if you had a conversation and you're like, that was awful, like we were going to laugh about it. And we also would like see in advance and figure out what are we going to say? How are we going to start this conversation? How are we going to reach out? And it led to so many amazing opportunities for you. And um, so you ended up finding an opportunity. And this is this is very common amongst clients. I think it's so interesting. I believe it's like God setting you up for something greater. But what happened for Laura was she found a really awesome opportunity and was offered that opportunity. And it was good. Like it, it met like what we were looking for overall. And then. Another opportunity came right around the same time. 
And that was like, whoa, like this was like an opportunity where you're like, what it like, this is absolutely amazing. So in alignment. And it was really cool because because we knew what was offered in the past opportunity, we got to use that as like a starting point to say what she wanted to negotiate for, what would make sense, you know, sense, because she's also comparing it against this other amazing opportunity. And I really feel like that is how that opportunity was like used in your life. So tell us about what, what was it exactly? Like, um, tell us like that, that bigger dream of the things that you wanted that you're, you're like, well, it would be so cool if I could do. And you listed all these things, but maybe there was a part of you, you that was like, yeah, right. And maybe far down the road, like what were some of those mm-hmm. things, characteristics of that? Wouldn't it be cool if I could do X, Y, Z? What were the X, Y, Z things? Yeah, I think a big part of it is, kind of driven by my values is making like making an impact and in a way that's more than just kind of making rich people more money <laughs> yeah. and really, you know, changing um, important things, whether it's, you know, quality of people's lives in a way they wouldn't have otherwise had access to, or, um, you know, being a part of creating something new that has potential to have big impact on the world. Um And then another big piece is time freedom. I think with, um, you know, with my daughter and kind of realizing uh, that I wasn't able to be as present with her and actually maybe touch on the whole burnout concept um, after that. But I think just having time freedom was one of those. It's like, I don't know if this is going to be possible because, you know, full-time jobs are like what you do, especially if you're going to, you know, keep uh, moving up the the ladder, so-called. And so I think, I think those are the biggest things. I think for me, learning is, is a big um, kind of motivator driver for me. I just uh, love learning new things. So being able to kind of challenge, challenge my mind and, and also the whole strategy side of being able to, um, you know, kind of co-create and kind of use, use that uh, critical thinking as well. So all of those things together in, you know, using my background, which is not like, you know, typical jobs that are posted um, that have those things together. Yeah. Well, you get to help other people with strategy. You get to meet all these different new people. Like you love connecting with people. Um, And then you wanted more freedom in your schedule and it's like, it was never all about the money for you. And that's how it is with all my clients. It's, it's usually never about like all the money, but they're like, but it would be cool if I could still at least make what I'm making now or more, yeah. you know, that would be cool. But you were more about like finding a position that was more in alignment, but not only did you find get offered an amazing opportunity after like talking to all these different people and just, just like, that's how God works. She was able to do all the things that she just talked about and have a more flexible schedule and work less and make more. So with that said, Laura, like without, you don't have to go into the amount that you actually made more of, but percentage wise compared to your last salary, this is you working less, like, like what, four days now a week. Yep. So yeah, four so days. It was, yeah. So basically at my prior um, job, it was, you know, probably more than, more than a hundred percent. And now, um, at 24 hours a week, basically make, um, a little bit, a little bit more, but about the same as what I had been. So that would, that's a 60% of a full-time. So, you know, hour by hour, like 40%. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So think, so just let that soak in for people like, okay, whatever you're making right now, if you could work like in this scenario, less time, more time with her daughter doing the things that are in alignment with truly what she wants to be doing and truly her gifts hands down. There's no doubt about that. And making 40% more like, what is that? Like that doesn't just happen. And this is like, what I want people to see from this story is that all it takes is for you to step out with like, even like a mustard side seed size bit. What am I trying to say? Mustard seed size bit of faith. You're stepping out and then just like watch what God does with that. And if you're following this process and you're really like looking at your values, and I really see it as when you start to bring light to these things that are really important to you and you start to see where you are gifted, it's like you're putting this energy out there and you're making your desires known and God sees that. And then you keep taking action from this courageous place. It's like he sees that you're doing that. And I really feel like because of that, you become blessed. And at least that's, I don't, that's what I've seen with my clients that do this. And it's really about, I do want to say this. It's about where, how you do this. Like from what energetic place are you doing this from? That's a big part of it. Because if you start to get controlly, like you mentioned right away, Laura, like you weren't attached. You were just like, because there, maybe there was a part of you that was like, yeah, it's just like dreamy. That's why I don't have it anyways. But I'll play along <laughs> with you. Let's just see. And then, then that open from that place of unattachment, open the doors. And I think what, a, what's a, challenge for a lot of us that are going through these career switches or want to be is like we start to get kind of attached you know or we start to doubt and I feel like in a lot of ways that can really hold us back because then we're not living in the alignment with like truly anything is possible and if we really tap into our faith and the kind of person we want to be as it relates to our faith we want to be the person who believes that anything is possible but we don't act that way So like in our process together, it was like, we were acting that way. We were like, oh, like, what if it could be? We'll act that way. We'll pretend it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And then it like, it really just came to be. So now that you're in your role, well, first off, how long have you been in the role? And then what does a typical day look like in your role? And how are you feeling about the work that you get to do? So, yeah. Um, So I've been at the position, I think two and a half months now, um, And maybe to back up, one of the things that I was planning to do prior to this opportunity coming in is doing independent strategy consulting and then some some M&A sort of advising and that had time freedom as well. So I think part of of the unattached nature, I think was a lot to do with having, you know, a variety of opportunities or conversations Mm -hmm. coming up so that I feel like it wasn't just like one thing in the hopper that if I didn't get that, then it, you know, nothing would look the same. And I did a lot of this work before I um, decided to leave my current, you know, my prior position. So just more on a tactical level, I feel like having, you know, having a lot of movement in the various conversations and things that were happening was really helpful to kind of stay unattached because kind of thinking, you know, any one of these could turn up to be a great, you know, a great opportunity. And, um, and I think because I had something that was, you know, looking promising in the works, my, you know, my lunch with the, with the owner of the current company was, was pretty relaxed as well. And I think kind of the same, you know, curious, but unattached, uh, sort of concept. So, um, yeah, so all that to say, so I joined venture capital company in, 
um, in just a couple months ago. And my work is really interesting in that it both involves strategy and the M&A process, which was kind of what I was planning on doing anyways, only it is built in strategy. So I don't have to find my own clients, which is nice. So basically, uh, you know, we invest in startups. And so we've got like 30 portfolio companies. And so I'm, um, you know, on any given day, basically diving into one of them to help you know, did some, a couple hours of whiteboarding with one of them a couple of weeks ago and helping with, you know, thinking through growth, growth ideas, or even my connections who might be able to, um, to help them in particular areas. Um, and then in addition, looking for new startups that we want to invest in. So, um, I feel a bit like Shark Tank and that I get a lot of new pitches every week and get to, you know, basically ask the questions and figure out how, um, you know, if, if we're a good fit to potentially invest and partner with them, um, for future growth. So it's been, it's been, I feel like a good combination of not only the different skill sets, but also what I've been looking for, um, just in, Mm -hmm. in helping, helping impact. And, and I should mention, we're all focused on healthcare technology. So basically any company that we're, we're investing in helps improve people's lives and, um, I think that is a really important aspect of the whole meaning behind, you know, behind everything. There's a couple of cool projects that I get to work on um, specifically within like mental health area that, you know, is just, you know, really important for the world, especially right now. Yeah. So awesome. So how are you feeling about being in this role and that you get to do this kind of work every day and you have more time freedom? Very blessed. I think it's, um, it's been, really neat to see. And I think, especially because I was kind of unattached in the interview process as well, I was pretty clear about what I, you know, what my experience is. I've been, you know, as they say in BC world, I've been an operator, so basically working within companies, not at other, other VCs. And so, you know, didn't oversell my, you know, my VC applicable experience. And so, that's been helpful too. kind of after, after being hired, just feeling comfortable that, you know, I didn't, um, overcommit myself or oversell myself and now I have to prove myself, you know, it's, it's all, yeah. very, you know, I'm, I, I was clear about, about where I was and now I'm excited to kind of travel that learning curve and have a team who's super supportive, um, throughout that whole process. And also, you know, really excited about the specific experience that, uh, that I bring too. So, Uh, that's been, I feel like a key part of it too, because, you know, it's, you have to do the job after you get the job. So the interview process, if not kind of over, overselling your experience or capabilities, I think is good to not be super stressed in the new job as well. Yeah. It's like, you were just yourself the entire time and you were very clear about where you were at, what your experience was. And that's the thing too, I want to highlight, like, because in our process, it's not about like faking anything because that energy can be felt. It's what gives, what, I think the energy that is contagious that the interviewer feels, I believe from a lot of my clients is that you know what it is you want. You know the direction you want to go. So you're able to clearly communicate, like, this is what I'm interested in. These these are the things I know I'm good at. Like you get to like clarify the, you you've clarified those things. And this is what's important to me. 
that it's like that energy is felt like, you know, yourself kind of energy is felt, you know, and and like, I feel like that genuine energy there that leads you to getting offered amazing opportunities where someone from the outside might be like, but you're not qualified for that. You don't, you know, but it's like, they don't even care, like, because they like you so much and because you know yourself and there's something like we're drawn to people who show up with that kind of confidence in like knowing themselves and what they want. And they can very confidently speak about even areas where they know they lack in, you know? Yeah. And I think even, you know, having managed people on teams previously as well, having energy that is like, you know, they're passionate and they're excited about learning and, you know, doing the things that they've never done before and just they'll figure it out. I feel like can be so huge in, you know, it not only hiring somebody, but also working with them long-term that I think, um, you know, even if they're, so for people who don't feel qualified, I feel like, you know, if you genuinely are excited about the topic of what you're learning, I feel like that can go so far just in, you know, learning the job or even having creative ideas about how to make it better than the, per, you know, than what was done yeah. previously. So I, that can, that can go a really long way as well. Yeah. I love that you said that because it's, like a lot of times we get in our head about like skills and like the not feeling qualified. And it's like, just that reminder that people are going to hire people who they like period. So even if you have all the skills, but you're not very likable because your energy isn't very likable, then it doesn't matter. Then you won't get that opportunity. And that's where I see people getting amazing opportunities that again, maybe they're not qualified for on, on paper, but they're just so likable. Their energy is there, the excitement, the enthusiasm that takes them so far. When I was speaking um, at the intentional life retreat, that's one of the stories that I shared was like in my life, when I went after an opportunity, I was not qualified for by any means, um, had zero years of experience and they wanted like 14 years and I've had none, um, but they liked me. They liked my energy. And that's what they actually told me was, I like you. That's why I'm going to give you this opportunity. I like your energy. So I feel like a lot of this process is really like energy work that we've been doing together. Uh, because when you start the process, you can feel really burnt out. Like, as you said, you can feel really like defeated. Like, I don't know, like in in a state of confusion and remember confusion is the catabolic energy generating. But once you start to get some of that clarity, you feel like those shifts that were happening. So with that said, Laura, what about this process really surprised you that maybe you weren't expecting when you went into it? Yeah. I just on that burnout note as well, which I think is something that did surprise me is I I was feeling kind of burnt out, but I wouldn't let myself think that that was the case because it wasn't, you know, like super crazy hours or anything like that. And I feel like um, just the simple explanation of like that I'm not getting my values bucket filled essentially is a really big reason. And, you know, that that does like feeling that way does impact outside of work as well. You know, like being not as present or just totally, you know, exhausted, um, in the evenings that, you know, those sorts of things I feel like is a, is a nice kind of added, added benefit, um, of that as well. So I think that's, um, yeah, that's a big one. Um, I would say the other thing is just that it was so much more than just about a career. Like, I feel like it was more, you know, kind of about life and life coaching and, and, you know, how do you show up in life in general and how do you, um, 
be the the whole person that you want to be because I know um like even the the wheel basically of you know how are you in not only career and finances but in your relationships in your marriage and you know yeah. in your health and in fun which is a whole <laughs> thing that I um have much less like focused on so I feel like um that was really helpful to see um you know just like see you as your, as your whole self. And, and I mean, we talked about a lot of things that, that weren't just specifically career as well. And when, you know, when you're able to address some of those things, then you can show up more fully and presently in your job or in the career search as well. Yeah, exactly. And did you feel like other areas of your life improved as well as you started focusing on the career piece and your energy and all that? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely tell it um, especially with, with my daughter. I mean, like, you know, I feel like four-year-olds have a knack for, if you're tired, they want your attention and, you know, more out of you. <laughs> um, anyways, so kind of a vicious cycle there. And that has definitely gotten, um, gotten a lot better. And I feel like we're able to have, um, you know, have different moments. And I feel like I'm able to kind of take a step back and see, see the big picture of how things are and, you know, um, yeah, like figuring out what a four, how a four-year-old would think about things and, you know, things like that, I feel like are, um, have been, have been really helpful. Oh, so awesome. So what advice do you have for anyone else who may be feeling that tug that you felt before where like, Oh, I feel like I'm meant for more. What is your advice to them? Yeah. I, I guess I like where you started with this, which is defining your values and, what motivates you, what fills your cup and just, you know, trying to get quiet and, you know, realistic about what those things are, not like what they should be, um, Mm -hmm. but what they actually are. And then, um, you know, without like, however safe space you can find to start dreaming on what life could look like after having that value fulfilled. I feel like that's, um, that's a really good place to start kind of letting your brain be unhindered, just dream. And then, you know, I think that's where um, visions may start to form. And like I mentioned, I had like four or five different potential paths to explore, um, you know, which it felt like a lot, but that's better than zero and it's better than a million. So um, I think, yeah, I think just kind of getting, getting that process started as opposed to like, which job do I want to apply for? Like it's, you know, starting, starting way back from, you know, what motivates you um, just in general in life. Awesome. And again, I know I say this all the time. I love what you just said, but I do because, and I like your perspective around it because I know you're a strategy queen, like going back to like, what is the strategy that you need to use? Like to start off, I really do believe that values piece is that because like I say, often is if you're feeling unfulfilled in your career, it's usually two reasons. Um, one, you're not using your strengths and talents that God has given you in a way that feels good yeah. to you. So clarity around what those are and how you want to use them, that's needed. And also some of your biggest values are being challenged. So cl- like clarifying what exactly are those values. So that way, as we move forward, we can ask, for or advocate for those values to be honored. And then that shows up in like negotiation type things. And what I love about the values work is it's a really good foundation that you want to have as you start to negotiate for certain things, or you start to pursue certain roles, because when you speak about your values, 
people just, they don't have negative feelings about it. Like if you're like, I really value this and it's, it's the way that you talk about it. It's just so helpful to have that language. And I, and I know that you felt that way too, when we, you would have some of those conversations around negotiation, around things that you wanted, like, didn't you mm-hmm. feel so much more comfortable talking about it in a way of values being honored? Definitely. I, I feel like without having done that work, I would have quickly dismissed the time freedom as just like a pipe dream that will never happen. And I think after doing the deep work on that, it was, you know, coming to terms with, I actually, at this point, it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. I value time freedom so that I can have more, you know, family time or presence with my family more than, you know, a jump on the career ladder. And I think like, I think that was surprising to me that that was the answer, (laughs) you know, that that was what kind of came out for real. But it also then gave me the courage when like my dream job came to my door um, and they were, you know, planning on full time (laughs) for me to ask for that, knowing that like, no, like I did that work. I know that I'm not going to be happy in six months, 12 months, if I don't prioritize this thing that like I did so much, you know, soul searching to like uncover that that's important to me. And so it, it did feel like courage to have to ask that, but it's also in the kind of bigger picture of like, I know this is important to me. God told me to design my life. So I'm going to like, just ask for what I want, which, which is what I think he told me to do. And whether this thing works out or not, like something will, and sure, there might be sacrifices. I might need to, you know, put that over, you know, a huge salary leap or career jump or, you know, something like that. But like, that's where that's where I'm at right now. And that's what I want to prioritize. Um, so I think defining what I wanted then also gave me more of the conviction internally for that. But then yes, the conversations externally of I value family time and like, you know, it, it becomes a lot easier for them to um, understand and kind of honor that as well. I really believe like God like honored your courage with that because you didn't, you knew it was so important to you that you were like, okay, if I, if I had to take a pay cut, if I had to, cause I know that on a scale of one to 10, like 10 really important to me. And like, even just mm-hmm. the numbers around that and really understanding that helps you intentionally make decisions because you're like, this is so important. So let's say I do have to take a pay cut, which you did not. We already clarified that you had over 40% increase in pay, working less. So you didn't have to do that. But let's say you did, at least you would know it was an intentional decision because it was honoring a value that was even more important to you. And I feel like this process is all about living in alignment with who you wanna be and getting you closer to that vision and being that person. Because it's not about like, like, I'm not going to promise to everyone that becomes a client in the future that every single thing on your box will be checked and it'll be above right. and beyond. Like, I'm not going to make that promise, but I will say, and I will confidently make the promise that if you are taking intentional action, like you did, Laura, you're going to be so much more fulfilled than what you were at the beginning. Cause you, like you said, even if I had like two of these values, let's say honored that were not being honored, like, I know I'm going to feel way better about my life. So even yeah. just that, so, uh, so I'll end here. Is there anything else that you feel like it's on your heart right now that you want to tell anyone that again, maybe feeling that tug inside, like Ooh, maybe I should make a change or I just, I know this is not for me. They're just kind of still sitting in that space. Anything else that's coming up for you that you want to share? Maybe two things. So just to 
beat a dead horse on the value thing and dreaming is, <laughs> I mean, like tactically, like take an hour of time away from the kids and just like journal or, you know, smash it out yeah. on the computer, like however, however you need to do that. I feel like you have a podcast on the values. I think having um, that as backdrop or like, you know, list of potential values um, will be helpful for that. Um, the second, I mentioned a lot, a lot of this kind of unattached also came from just a lot, you know, having a lot of conversations. Um, and I've heard recently of people tell me that I'm really good at networking and I'm like super surprised by that because I have always been extremely uncomfortable networking. So just on that tactical side of as well is it is, you know, really important, but I kind of consider it as um, connecting genuinely with people and showing up basically like wanting to learn about them, you know, have them share their expertise and then even identifying how, like how you can help other people, like how I could help the people that I'm talking with. Um, I've been to, you know, many conferences and events and things and the networking events, especially in areas where like, you don't already know people there are the most, I don't know, totally outside of my comfort zone. Um, but I've, just uh over the last like several years I usually just pray for God to connect to me to like one person he wants to mm-hmm. and just like I'm not trying to get to the masses I'm not trying to like you know do anything crazy uh but it's been really neat to see almost how um how he seems to really honor that and like you know I'll talk with several people but it's like one conversation will be really good um whether on a personal level or professional level and then also kind of gives me some peace about not trying to force things as well. Um, so I would say also your network of people that you've worked with, like, even if they're not directly, they usually want to help. Like, I love it when people, you know, are sharing their heart about what they want to be doing. And, you know, if I can connect them with one person, you know, it's, I feel like that's an area that just kind of showing up and doing, you know, doing the uncomfortable work of, of just talking with somebody and seeing how you can help and sharing your heart about what you're, you know, trying to explore. I feel like that's more of a tactical thing that can um, be really impactful in that whole process. Definitely. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because if you're going to go through this process, you are going to need to expand your network, period. Like if you're about to make a change in your life, there's some new people that need to come in your life that are going to help you make that change. You're not meant to do it alone. And I love your strategy for praying around it. And I'm not, I do not like networking events. I'm just going to keep it real. Like I'm, I'm the person that like, doesn't want to step out and talk to anyone. I really don't like, I just get in my head about it, but like, I love thinking yeah. about because it's uncomfortable and it can be so exhausting and I don't want to be fake and it just, you know, yeah. and I don't want to be surfacey, but I love the idea of, of thinking about it as like connecting with like one person, just praying. Like if I talk to people here, it's like one that I just really connect with. And I think even in past conferences or events I've gone to, there's usually one person I walk away with that like really changes my life in some way or either becomes a really good friend or connects me with someone else. So it's just like being open to that. I love that. And then also you are an amazing networker. So let me just say that. And what I love too, is that you, you were like very clear and about how it doesn't feel comfortable to you. And you're like, I feel uncomfortable every time, Mm -hmm. but I still make myself do it. And the other thing is that you, so that's courage right there. So shifting out of fear and showing up with courage. 
And you always come from this place of service oriented. So it's like, I'm curious about them. Like I'm genuinely curious. So it's a higher energy. And you are always thinking about how can I help you too? And that's why Mm -hmm. all these people feel this connection to you. And they also want to help you. It's because the energy that you show up from, like even things I just like, y'all need to just really know Laura and her heart. Like even things I talk to her about, which most of this is how it is with my clients. We end up talking about some of my stuff too. Like, cause I'm like, I have the best clients hands down and they're so wise. So even certain things around like food or like tips, like I will be like picking people's brains and like Laura, like I've been asking her about like different hormones, things or food, like, I don't know, just different stuff like that, that we geek out about. And just even your tips, Laura, around breakfast items that I've been eating ever since she told me that she eats like like eggs over uh, cauliflower rice. Like I've been doing that. It's a game changer in my awesome. life. It feels so good. But you're the person, Laura, like I will ask you about something and you'll always have something helpful to share to me. And you go above and beyond and you will type up stuff to me and send it back to me. And I just... I want to highlight this because this is an example of how we all can start showing up in the world, like truly as the people that are coming from a place of service, because you will be blessed because of that. If it's not now, if it's not in this certain relationship or situation, it's coming later. Like something else is going to bless you. I was thinking about last night. It it was interesting because I went out to eat with my husband and very late and it was so cute. It was like this old school diner and it was like late at night. And I, uh, we were eating, like sharing this pie together and we were leaving and I was going to tip the waitress. And I was like, what should I, you know, what should I tip? And I was like, you know what? Like, I really want to practice like just being so generous and being of service. So I was like, whatever my food bill is, I'm going to tip her the exact same amount of that, of that food bill. So we ended up doing that. And I just knew, like, I've been playing with this. I'm like, I know that that's going to come. Like, it's like the energy I'm putting out. I'm going to be blessed because of it. And I came home and I had someone like a payment went in because someone just signed up for some coaching thing. And I was like, what? I was totally not expecting it. And I just really believe the more that you show up from this place of service, it's like more comes your way. And it's like, you can't be showing up from like, that's why I'm doing it because I want to get something. Like, don't be showing up with that energy. But this energy of like, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to go above and beyond like you do, Laura. Like it's not about just like sharing info with me. You literally take the time to type up notes and send it back to me. So I have the recipes and I can screenshot them like in my phone. It's a whole nother level of energy and service there. So I just want to highlight that. And there you have it. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode with Laura. If you did, definitely let her know. She's on LinkedIn. You can find her by searching Laura Hilty. Pretty easy to find. And tell her that you enjoyed this episode. It feels good to know that it was worth your time to come on here and share her story and be vulnerable about how she felt. So I would love it if you told her that it really mattered if it mattered to you. Also, She talked a lot about values and how important it is to know your values when you are intentionally designing your life. So with that said, I am creating an updated values episode for you. We have at least two podcast episodes on the show already back in the old episodes. You'd have to search for them. Uh, But I think it's time for an updated version. So I will put that information out soon if you want to deep dive into your values and If you're interested in coaching or anything like that, feel free to reach out. All of the details with this episode are in the show notes, including a link to connect with Laura, um, questions that you might have about coaching. There's links and information about that. 
all the things in the details of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and have an amazing day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.